0: Welcome to Retrospection, my name's Colin and I'm enjoying the view from Shell Beach
1: And I'm Paul and I told you,
0: I look like an orange In each episode we take an old comfy sweater of a TV show or film and hope that it's still nice to wear and that it's become all scratchy and moth-eaten In this show, we're taking a look at Highlander, Endgame from 2000 no, it, the, why, why,
1: Sorry, but why do you seem like you're laughing when you say it? Well, say laughing about what? When, when you say the name of the movie, you sound you look like, you sound like you're laughing. When I say Highlander Endgame? It, yeah, it's like a burly contained snigger coming from you. <laughs> no, no such thing. Okay, I'll be watching. All right. Mm.
0: And this is the fourth installment in the Highlander series, and the one that tries to join together the cinematic universe and the television world. That's right, Marvel, Highlander was the first.
1: I never thought of that. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure how successful they were. Yeah. Well, I, I know exactly how successful they were.
0: <laughs> in Endgame, we find that Immortals Connor and Duncan MacLeod must join forces against Kel. An evil Immortal has become too strong for anyone
1: to face alone. And, and that's kind of pretty much it, isn't it, really? Yep, yeah, that's it. But there's a bit of a subplot with uh, Connor and his mom, isn't there? Yeah.
0: The film stares Adrian Paul as Duncan MacLeod. Christopher Lambert as Connor MacLeod Bruce Payne as Jacob Kell
1: <sighs>
0: Lisa Babushia, Babushia I have no idea as Kate MacLeod or
1: Faith because she's got both names Just about good enough, which is practically what she is. Donnie Yen as Jin Key Jin... Donnie Yen, eh? Yeah. we would have thought it? He's hes uh, long before Rogue One and the Donnie Yen Jim Burns
0: as Joe Dawson, and Peter Wingfield as Mephos.
1: What, what an all-star cast.
0: Yeah. Look them up if you don't know who they are. The film yeah. had a $25 million budget and made $15.8
1: That's pretty good compared to some of the other movies that we've talked about on this podcast. I guess. The mm-hmm. uh, film
0: was originally supposed to be a bridge between the Highlander TV series and the spin-off series Highlander The Raven, but The Raven was cancelled before the film mm-hmm. was even... Be gone, so that kind mm-hmm. of ruins those plans
1: and i think that the, the character of um faith was meant to be um the, the female character from the raven originally. oh okay i have not know that <laughs> right. mm-hmm. there are two releases of the film a producer's cut and the theatrical release
0: we've watched the um producer's cut haven't we yes we have and dimension films wanted it to have a shorter pace so they demanded the cuts to be made so unless you have anything else Paul
1: just the usual stuff about you know alternative castings that almost happened um, the Bruce Payne role uh, could have gone to Billy Idol at one point okay or uh, David Bowie oh. who was on the short list and bizarrely Jean-Claude Van Damme but apparently he turned it down because he doesn't play he didn't play bad guys at that point in his career now he just plays anybody well, clearly not because he didn't take this role um, and as, as for Faith um, it could have either been Juliet Landau all the Buffy fans out there don't know who that is or Lucy Lawless could have been interesting
0: yeah that would have been interesting
1: <laughs> more interesting <laughs> she, she would
0: have killed them all <laughs> 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 I
1: would have feared for Duncan McLeod's life interestingly this movie was not screened for critics at the time Really? I can't imagine why. Neither neither can I. And and as you say, it was meant to be um, a bridge between the the series and the films, which they were hoping would reinvigorate the movie franchise. Worked well. It did, didn't it? Mm. There was one other movie after this, you know, that had Adrian Paul in. What's that one called? It's called Highlander the Source. Oh, it's like ketchup and Big Daddies or something? What's it about? big daddies <laughs> i don't know
0: uh, i've been in the states too long i can't remember the names of my sauces
1: <laughs> it was close enough i can't believe you've forgotten your condiments um yeah no that wasn't good that was worse i think that one tried to do that terrible thing of trying to explain everything mm. and i i have a vague memory of um, duncan becoming a fetus at the end of the movie wow but yeah it's interesting That's one, one way of putting it, yeah.
0: On that note, let's hear the trailer.
1: For centuries, immortals have moved silently among us, knowing that in the end there could be only one. But now, in this world, in this time... I don't care about the game. I don't care about the rules. A supernatural enemy has grown too strong for any immortal to face alone.
0: He surrounded himself by immortals loyal only to him. There has never been a more powerful immortal.
1: They're the worst. What has always been a fight for one, neither one of us can beat him alone, has now become a battle two must face. You and Connor are like brothers. Together.
0: One of us has to die now. And you know it.
1: Highlander. End game. okay we can't let that one slide a
0: supernatural enemy
1: well i suppose they're all immortals so technically they're kind of supernatural all of
0: them are. so that doesn't make him special then because they're referring to cal
1: yeah but he, he he's an immortal so he is a supernatural enemy yeah he is it, an enemy who I, is supernatural i think you're stretching <laughs> because
0: it shows Duncan splitting Kel in two Down the middle with light coming out That's not in mm-hmm. the film No, no, that's not in the movie no. There's a shot of Duncan and Connor Jumping through a portal Yeah, I didn't see any portals No, no We see a shot of Kel stopping a sword In mid-flight using a force field
1: Ah, no, we, we do see that shot But not the swords flying towards him And no force field No force field So not that shot then Well, elements of that shot
0: All right. Kel holding up a crystal ball with a face inside, then blowing on it, which causes it to explode. Yeah, yeah, that's not in the movie. I mean, this trailer is for a very different film.
1: Well, I mean, are you suggesting that perhaps the filmmakers tried to uh, give the impression that it it was going to be a far more exciting movie than what it actually turned out to be? I would say that's exactly right. So are you suggesting that they, they saw the movie, thought, oh, my God, what are we going to do with this? Nobody's going to want to go and see this. Uh, we'll we'll chuck some magic in the trailer
0: yes that's exactly what they said It's very cynical of
1: you Colin I suppose it harks back to the days of um, the 50s and the 60s when they used to like um, they used to create posters for movies before they'd even got a script
0: yeah I mean it it wouldn't fly now right oh no could you imagine it, (laughs) it I mean look what happened when Rogue One had that TIE fighter that flew up from the platform that wasn't in the film oh everybody jumped all over it didn't
1: they yeah Mm. Now, this
0: whole trailer is made from things that are not in the film.
1: Well, there's a lot in the trailer that is in the movie. No, no, You're, you're, of kind, of, you're, you're kind of
0: saying it. that. No, no, the whole trailer is completely different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you Would you have rather have seen that movie then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spoilers, spoilers, Any, don't anyway, spoil it. You asked. You didn't have to answer, you could have just looked at me cryptically. The The, the listeners wouldn't have known. All right
0: having said all that let's enjoy what really highlander endgame is about yes let's so we begin with the logo and it's a dimension film which was a label owned by the walt disney company and then by the weinsteins
1: when the miramax logo came up i I, i'd forgotten that it was released by them and i'm thinking miramax released this movie yeah
0: (laughs) because dimension was
1: their uh
0: genre film release label but I'm just surprised that they, they left the label Miramax on there. I mean, we made fun last time about how many canon films we've seen, and this isn't a canon film, but Dimension, they're pretty much just canon, right?
1: Yeah, they're, they're kind of schlocky um, genre-based movies, aren't they? A lot of horror movies. Yeah. Cheap horror
0: movies, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get ominous thunder and lightning intro plays while we see the credits, really long credits.
1: Yeah, and they're kinda of boring, aren't they? But they do look a bit matrixy, I thought. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, carry on. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on screen text and a narration in the days before memory. What what does that mean?
1: Well, you know, in the days before anyone started to remember stuff. You you you've obviously I mean you've obviously woke up some days and you can't remember a damn thing, haven't you? Oh, so it's in the days after you've been on the piss. That'll be it, yeah. Oh, I mean there should, was a lot should, of that going on. They should have just written that doesn't roll off the tongue the same, though, does it? No. Particularly, particularly Christophe Lambert's... You see what I did there? Christophe Lambert's um, accent. I'm not going with... to pronounce
0: his name correctly. I'm going to pronounce it a different way every time, because that's what he does to the language anyway.
1: <laughs> He's French. Not my fault. Ooh. <laughs> you don't even live here anymore. You have got to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the word the immortals. We were with you then. Yeah. When Did he mean before the memories they were with us or after? When, when well, nobody was knows
1: because nobody can remember.
0: So, okay. And we are with you now. Okay. Yeah. We are driven by the endless fight to survive. Unlike normal humans, because mm-hmm. they're not. No. no. <laughs> In a game which knows no limit of time or place. So how do they know they're with us now? Or they were with us before? There's no time, no place.
1: <laughs> You're being very harsh. <laughs>
0: We are the seeds of legend, but
1: our true origins are unknown. You might as well have said, we're not aliens, all right? We're not aliens. Do you remember that second movie where we said we were aliens? We're not aliens, okay? Remember, we're not aliens. We simply are. That's right.
0: And at this point, I thought there was going to be more, and he's going to say we simply are, and then he's going to say what they are. And then I thought, he's forgotten. (laughs) <laughs> it's before memory it's before,
1: exactly it's before the time of memory he's, he's, he doesn't know does just he just leaving
0: it hanging so then we get new york 10 years ago or actually romania dressed up to look like new york
1: <laughs> and you could so tell between the stock footage and the uh the actual footage can't you? <laughs> yeah
0: and duncan McLeod and conor McLeod are exiting a subway station Mm-hmm. Connor tells Duncan he has an errand to run and has to do it alone. Duncan's confused. I mean, you called me in Paris and said you had to meet and now you've got to go along. What's going on? Connor's like, I don't know. It's nothing. But Duncan, oh, he knows
1: something is wrong. Is, could you tell that from his subtle um, acting skills? Absolutely. Picked it up, no problem. Yeah, yeah. It's good, it's good that you did. Yeah. <laughs> so they're making well, a ra- Can I just ask, why are they talking in French at the start of this scene?
0: Um, because Duncan's French. Well, he's Scottish, isn't he? I, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you hear he do- him later.
1: Even the flashbacks later, you see him in Scotland and he's speaking in a Scottish accent.
0: Yeah, but then we see him in Ireland and they've got Irish accents.
1: Yeah, well, they kind of tailor their accents to where they are, don't they? Except when they're in Italy, then they don't bother.
0: Because <laughs> that would probably have been racist.
1: Well, nobody you, you see without they'll come across as Mario, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly, because of yeah. Christopher Lambert doing an Italian accent. <laughs> hey, Giuseppe! <laughs> that was mine, that was mine. See, you, I could I,
0: do it. I thought I felt Lambert was in the room. <laughs> so could Connor, you smell it? Could you smell the garlic? Absolutely. <laughs> Connor tells Duncan to watch his back and then just leaves. And then we see a woman... Entering Connor McCloud's antique store and home while calling out for him. This turns out to be Rachel, Connor's wife, but I thought it was the cleaning lady or something for the first 15 <laughs> minutes of the film.
1: Well, this is the problem that this movie has. And just to correct you there, she isn't Connor's wife. She's not? Who is she? He's, again, this is a problem that runs through this movie. It assumes that you're completely... Up to date with all the Highlander lore up to this point, it assumes that you've watched all the movies and that you've watched the TV show. Which is stupid. It is stupid. I will I will concede to that. No, she's in the original movie, Rachel, and she is um, an adopted kid that he found during the Second World War that he saved from the Nazis. Ah, okay. You remember the flashback in the original movie where he, he uh, vaguely he shoots some Nazis down and says, "Hey, you're the master race" or something, and shoots them that's 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 the kid and she's in the the this actress is in the original movie playing this this character she's kind of like his cleaning lady he's living cleaning lady (laughs) so i was right
0: oh okay cool now i'm happy she hears voices probably in the head but they're not and further into the home she sees a tv playing a video with sound but for some unknown reason it's in sepia with scratches but it's clearly a modern video turned brown.
1: It looks like it's in HD, doesn't it? And they've uh, just... <laughs> yeah, it, it
0: doesn't look, it's just it just turned... I don't know. <laughs> so a musical ornament starts to play, the phone rings, a metronome starts to click. I don't know why. Tension. It's building the tension. Yeah, but what started the metronome?
1: I don't even think the metronome's relevant, is it? I think the, the, no, it's the, just obviously the director, just, yeah, the director just thought, that's going to look cool, isn't it? There's a lot of that in this movie, isn't there? We cut to Connor approaching his
0: antique store. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the sound of the phone and the metronome continue.
1: Why is she so stressed? Why is she frightened of the phone ringing? She doesn't know there's a bomb in the place, does she? No. Maybe she just hates metronomes. Could be. Could be. Or, or she's wondering, is she going to see an I don't remember leaving the video on when I left.
0: <laughs> is it, is it a metronome a goblin that likes a
1: subway? only in Paris only in Paris
0: Mm mhm okay Mm -hmm. so Connor sees a suspicious man moving away from the star and everything now is in slow motion and on the heel of the man's shoes are three white crosses yes remember those crosses they're relevant Mm mhm Rachel finally got over a fear of telephones (laughs) answers it but boy, if she ever had a fear before, she's got one now because as she answers the phone, a huge explosion ripped through the building and kills her. Yeah, it's, uh, it's boom, isn't it? She goes to pieces. She does. I'm not even yeah. going to pretend I heard that. Connor screams <laughs> out her name.
1: Cleaning lady! He, he's crossing the street, isn't he, as it goes off? Yeah. 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 It was unlucky, wasn't it? You could, uh, you could argue that, that maybe Kel was waiting for the exact moment that he was going to be coming back so he would see it.
0: I assume that later from what
1: he says, but not at this moment. Well, no, you can't assume anything, can you? Because you don't know anything. By the time it finishes, you still don't. I mean, I, I have to say that when I watched this movie originally or for the first time many, many years ago when it came out, I understood exactly what was happening, but but only because I watched the TV show and I, I remember the movies.
0: Right. So then we cut to present day in a place called a Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Connor is narrating and he's strapped into a chair with a cover over his eyes like a helmet type device. And he's in a circle of other people who are in the same situation. Place looks like a an empty warehouse or a basement or something, I guess.
1: Isn't it supposed to be the basement of a of a monastery or something? I thought that, but
0: then that contradicts something later unless I'm wrong, which we'll talk about when we get to. Okay. Her. Okay. But whatever it is, it's cheap. <laughs> really? Yeah. And he says, a very long time ago, I was a Highlander, and we cut to flying over Scotland with mm-hmm. the uh, obligatory flutes playing, and it looks like a biscuit tin lid.
1: Yes, it does, and, and it's also stuff from the original movie as well. <laughs> right, and I,
0: I think it's cinematic law that whenever you show a Scottish hill, you have to have flutes or panpipes playing.
1: How else are you going to know that's where you are? Yeah, it could be Romania. It could well be. It could well be. In fact, you're lucky if it is not. Most of the film is. It yeah, pretty
0: much is. So now we're in Scotland in 1555. Connor is being threatened by a group of villagers. Why they do they continue to haunt you? Haunt you? <laughs> They're not they ghosts.
1: Haunt you? Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, Connor.
0: <laughs> Wait, that's like something from a carry on film. <laughs> Wait, you got a cop ghost? <laughs> All right, camp ghost. Ooh, it's just a, <laughs> it's just a ghost that likes campsites. Oh, why why do they continue to haunt you? His wife asks. How uh, they need someone to blame? He replies.
1: I and mean, this is the same actress that played Heather in the original movie as well. Oh, there's good. a lot of that in this film. There's a lot of trying to link it all together. Fantastic. Connor leaves his wife to visit home. That was shockingly <laughs> painful and sharp. That. Oh, I felt it. <laughs> He rides
0: his horse away. After telling her nothing can keep them away, he goes away. Well, he, he's he's,
1: he's going to go and sort them out, isn't he? That's what he's going to go and do. Oh, ah, okay. Because one of them, doesn't one of them shout to him, uh, Rot in hell. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, isn't it? I guess. Hmm. So who's got the best Scottish accent so far, do you think? Um, there's some crows, right? In, <laughs> I was thinking the horses. The horses?
0: Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're authentic. Romanian yes. horses, but they they, mm-hmm. they imported them
1: from Scotland. Well, obviously you got to, you you know you've got to uh, have some kind of authenticity somewhere in this film, haven't you? Yeah,
0: somewhere, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and then there are more shots, courtesy of the Highland Tourist Association. <laughs> Connor visits his mother. She's ill in bed. Mm-hmm. and he didn't know that she was ill. What a terrible son. Well, I mean, she's she's
1: tucked away in her little hovel. She's, she's doing all right, isn't she? I guess nobody comes to look after her. and She's dying. But other than that, she's fine. Okay. Yeah.
0: Connor tells us she's coming with him. As he holds her, he feels pain. It's not explained what that is, but I figured it out later.
1: Yeah. You have <laughs> to do a lot of that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, right.
0: The door yeah. is kicked in, and a priest enters with Jacob Kell.
1: Now, Connor thought Kell was his friend he did he's a friend that we've never seen in a really close friend apparently isn't he that we've never seen in the other three movies previous to this
0: which if you're viewing this film on its own is the only point that makes sense here because you wouldn't know that true
1: true yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: of course that also ruins everything else but you know (laughs) so the priest accuses him of black magic and they take him away and imprison him and Kel has white crosses on the back of his shoes like the man did in New York.
1: I do think it's nice that he kept up that aesthetic all through the centuries, don't you? For 400 years? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he, he found something that worked for himself. It's like he find a hat that, you know, he look good in. Imagine You're going to buy that hat, aren't you? Imagine if he forgot, though.
0: They didn't remember every pair of shoes. There's got to be a
1: pair they just forgot. Oh, you this guy, he puts on every single shoe that he's got. He even puts it on his open toed sandals, I'd wager. Preston's got him on his feet as well. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> on his socks. Crocheted
0: on his socks.
1: <laughs> Drawn onto his toenails. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. So
0: now um, they're going to kill Connor's mother by burning her alive. They think she's a witch, and Connor is the spawn of evil. They set He's her alight. He's the what? Spawn of evil. All right, I thought you said the spore of evil. No, the spawn of evil. Oh, the, all right, okay. You've heard that phrase before.
1: I have, I have, i just never heard it yeah. from... Aimed at you. Aimed at, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting back to being at work again, are we? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help but thinking of the scene of, from Monty Park and the Holy Grail where they're trying to burn the witch. Yeah. Who know? I was She's waiting for John Cleese to go, burn her!
0: That's pretty much what happens.
1: It, well, it is, isn't it? They yeah. set
0: her alight, and as Connor tries to break the bars of his prison, finally he breaks free, killing the guards and tries to rescue his mother, but, oh, it's too late
1: did you see notice the gratuitous close-up shots of blood spurting everywhere whenever he was stabbing anyone? I did, yeah. It's a bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah, very violent. But almost like they were they were inserted in later as an afterthought. Mm. Do you think? Mm. Uh, it looks a bit that way to me. Yeah.
0: So while he's bending over his mother, the priest comes over and kind of stabs him. And the priest is kills Father. Mm-hmm and Kel tries to kill Connor by running at him and screaming
1: so he he might have done better if he just kept quiet and approached him (laughs) stealthily like you know (laughs) yes well he's he's feeling you know remorse and pain for what's happened isn't
0: he yeah and Connor stabs him picks up his dead mother walks away from the flames
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) mhm what did you think of Bruce Payne's uh, Scottish accent when he picked up his? he was holding his dead father and he said please didn't leave me that was great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shall we dis w- at what point do we discuss Bruce Payne? we can do it now if you want. Well what what what's the thing that we know him f- we know him from? Oh I don't remember him from anything. Yellowthread Street. Yellowthread Street.
0: Oh, Yellow Thread Street. Oh, Yellow Street. Of course. He's one
1: of the detectives. mm mm-hmm. Do you want to explain what Yellowthread Street was? Because we we were the only people that watched it, so
0: Yellowfred Street was a very short lived ITV. Show Actually made by Yorkshire Television, but was set mm-hmm.
1: in Hong Kong.
0: And it was before the handover of Hong Kong back to the Chinese. And so it's about a group of British detectives working in Hong Kong.
1: And it was quite, it was quite him, influenced by Mamie Vice, wasn't it? I think at the time.
0: Yes, and, and 80s films. You know, it's very really um, gun-happy and action-on. Yeah.
1: This um, is what Bruce Payne was, was actually, that I
0: remember him from. I remember him, he, there, yeah. Curly, yeah he, but in, in that, he has long curly hair.
1: That's right, and he also had Kurt Long curly hair when he played the bad guy in the Wesley Snipes movie, Passenger 57. Wow, you're like a Bruce Payne aficionado. Oh, I mean, let's face it, the guy's rubbish, isn't he? <laughs> He's like watching paint dry. <laughs> and when s- he starts <laughs> later on, his monologues, they just go on and on and on.
0: <laughs> I assumed the casting for this was done so that Adrian Paul and Christopher Lambert looked good. So they had to go really low.
1: Yeah, to aim low just to. to, To to, Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, Did it work, in your opinion? No. Uh, Out of the two of of Christophe Lambert and Adrian Paul, which which is the better? Adrian Paul. You think so? Yeah. Oh, right. You you have a
0: difference of opinion?
1: Well, you see, the thing with Adrian Paul is. In this movie, he's really—it's almost like he's disinterested in the whole thing. There's very little facial expression going on at all, and the way he delivers his lines is monosyllabic at times. Mm-hmm. But he was never like that in the TV series. He was quite—he was quite charismatic in the TV series. So I don't know what's going on in this film. He just... read the script. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just couldn't cope this point. It could well be. But I mean, this was his big chance, wasn't it? This was go, it's supposed to be his move from the TV show into the movie franchise and, and carry on the movies with him, wasn't it? That's what the whole idea of this was. Right. So you'd think he'd be a little bit more enthusiastic about the whole thing. And I've seen him in some real shite since this. <laughs> and he's been better in those films. I don't know. Maybe something was going on, like you I said. Saw him in a, I, saw, I saw him in a movie called Eyeborgs. Eyeborgs? Eyeborgs, yeah. Okay. They were like these little eyes with legs that were... Yeah. Sounds cool. That's one to yeah. watch. It was better than he was better in that than he was in this. Hmm. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say Christoph Lambert was better.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough. Back at the sanctuary and present day, a motorcycle gang in chainmail turns up. Mm-hmm. Why are you people so hard to find? The lead gang member called Carlos asks. We like it that way, replies the monk, like person guarding the sanctuary. He then pulls out a shotgun and shoots Carlos. Another monk steps out and machine guns down the other riders. You lose an Asian... <laughs> You're losing
1: interest as you read it, <laughs> aren't you?
0: <laughs> an Asian motorcyclist appears, and this is Jin Ye, and Kung Fu's the two monks.
1: It's, it's a good action sequence when he does the Kung Fu, isn't well, it? Well,
0: all the martial arts sequences were choreographed by Donnie Yen himself. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so they're pretty good.
1: And, and I'll say this for Adrian Paul. He does do a lot of his own stuff. Oh, you don't mean drugs, you meant actual, sorry. <laughs> no, he's actual fight scenes. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. He could, do, he, could, he could do the sword fighting, he could do the, the, because I think the guy, one of the guys from the, the biker gang, the, the guy with the chain, he's his actual, um, what he calls his sensei. Uh, he's right. the one that taught, taught him all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So, so a fight breaks out, and the monks finally shoot Jin. Take their heads, says one of them. They might be immortals. Yes, they might be, replies one of the monks and stabs the other monk. Turns out that he's with the motorcycle gang.
1: But he, he, he just knelt down beside him, wasn't he? And he just stood up slowly. Yeah. How long was he knelt there? <laughs> didn't no one see him? Days. Didn't no one go, what, why is that monk just knelt down? <laughs> oh, he's praying. With a, big, with a big sword in his hand. Uh, praying to his sword. He's praying to
0: his sword. <laughs> uh, all right. You've done that a few times. <clears throat> This robed immortal enters the room that holds Connor McLeod and the other immortals. He gives a speech Mm -hmm. about not caring about the game, the rules, or the pathetic souls you keep locked up. He says he's searching for Connor and cuts the heads off a couple of the prisoners, then cuts a pipe, the smoke release, sparks and electricity, and I'm not sure what's going on at this point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My my problem with this is, okay, so we've established that there's rules, isn't there? They can't fight on holy ground they can't fight more than one on one at a time
0: not in this film, but yes in other films and TV series etc
1: yeah, but they mention the rules later don't they do they yeah they okay. said you know, when when they attack when when the biker gang attack um duncan in a, in a little while he says this isn't a team sport doesn't he okay but if you're going to say that there's rules then there has to be consequences if you break those rules otherwise no one would keep to those rules right. but there doesn't seem to be any consequences he's killing on holy ground he's killing yeah. immortals left right and centre and this, nothing happens to him
0: this was my question about whether this was a monastery really because how can he do this if it
1: yeah I mean they they, they covered this subject a lot better in the TV show and there were consequences to immortals that, that broke the rules right not this guy
0: not this guy <laughs> <laughs> he's Bruce Payne yeah Payne mm. by name Pain in the ass. We cut to Duncan MacLeod, who appears to be posed as if he's stopping traffic, while wearing a rather fetching dressing gown. He's practising something, isn't he? Yeah. Your traffic yeah. signals. <laughs> so he's performing some kind of Tai Chi, while sounding like he's having a major bowel movement, and stomach it- issues will appear throughout this film. What, what his or yours? Uh, the whole of Immortals, they appear to have issues.
1: All oh, right. Okay. I thought maybe this movie had made you sick or something. Not now. i am overcome it. Yeah, <laughs> have you? Okay. You
0: yeah. see flashbacks of people he's killed, and they disturb his thoughts.
1: They do, don't they? He can't settle. He can't, he can't become one. Right, with his cheese. Not sure what, what, yeah, with his cheese. <laughs> 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 what about Agent Paul as, uh, as Bond? Could he have um, been Bond? Back then?
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: Or not good enough to be Bond. Yeah, not good enough to be Bond. Well, I, I did look it up online, and and um, I found one little entry somewhere that said that in two thousand and five he was considered, but they felt that he was ultimately too old for the part at the time. Too old? Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah, well, what was Roger Maher, seventy at the time, running around? <laughs> well, two thousand and five. Wouldn't it have been? It would have been Brosnan at that point, wouldn't he? And he would have been older than I would have thought than what Adrian Paul was. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Do you think maybe they just when he said, "Oh, why haven't I got the part?" They just made some excuse
0: <laughs> probably made say that to everybody
1: yeah yeah oh you're, you're too old Re- really yeah, yeah 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 yeah. get him out get him
0: out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so back at the yeah. sanctuary people are taking photographs of the cops left there what do we do now ask one we're watchers not cops we find another volunteer responds the gang charge called Matthew mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. not told who the watchers
1: are we're supposed to know this Again, again, this is the thing. If you, if you haven't watched the TV series, you've not got a clue what's going on at this point. In London, Duncan
0: is walking along the Thames. A payphone rings. He stops and answers it. Whatever you fear about Connor McLeod, fear the worst. Which, again... <laughs> what would that be? <laughs> but it makes no sense. What does it mean? And even after you've seen the film and you go back to that line, it still makes no sense.
1: Oh, isn't the implication, you know, he, he's worried that something's happened to him? And this phone call confirms it for it. Oh, you mean like if you fear he's dead? Yeah. Okay. But it's, right. it's it's badly written, so it doesn't it doesn't come across that way, does it? Yeah, I mean, he's like, I, I understand. Yeah, at first, I, agree I thought
0: it was you know about German sausages. Fear the worst.
1: <laughs> you were you were so trying to get that in there, weren't you? Just, and I just
0: of, no, I just thought of it then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just then. <laughs> Up there for comedy, down there for dancing, eh? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a female
0: voice. She hangs up before Duncan can find out who it is. Mm hmm. Meanwhile, Matthew, the watcher, is watching.
1: Well, that's what they do. Yeah, what do you want him so. to
0: do? I don't
1: know. What would you like him to do?
0: Dance. Poke about?
1: Poke about. Poke <laughs> about? <laughs> sounds like that was all one word. Isn't that that, um, some card game that people used to play in the 90s, Pokemon? Oh, I love that game. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you did. (laughs) Duncan visits Miphos, another
0: immortal who we don't learn anything about other than he's a thousand years old. Again, need to watch the TV series. No, I don't. Duncan asks him if he has nightmares that can break his meditation. Duncan tells Miphos that something wasn't right about Connor that day Rachel was killed in the explosion.
1: Doesn't he say he's had some bloody images We've all yeah. had
0: those, haven't
1: we? No. Only you. Duncan yeah. asks me Mif- Bl- Bloody images. and bloody images. <laughs> Get them off my computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Duncan asks Miphas if Connor is still alive. Miphas tells him about the sanctuary, a place where you can be removed from the game forever. He tells Duncan that Connor went there. Duncan mm-hmm. can't believe that Connor would go to such a place, and Mifos tells him that the sanctuary has
1: been annihilated. And we get flashbacks to something that we've seen about 20 minutes ago, don't we? We cut to Ireland in 1712.
0: Connor and Duncan are out riding with terrible accents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, are they, are they on the back of the horses? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they meet some thieves trying to steal money for two women in a carriage. And for some reason, the thieves are all badly
1: dubbed. It's because they're... Um, well, um, one they're, of them's an American wrestler. Are you sure they're not all Romanian? No, one of them is an American wrestler at the time. Oh, he, was okay. called, he was called The Edge.
0: Oh, okay. I saw his name in the credits. Mm-hmm. The Edge. Yeah.
1: Not, not to be confused with The Edge from U two. Obviously, I know, that's character. what
0: I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And where's he? Spent the whole film looking for someone from U two.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if Bono turned up in this? Kind of pleased he wasn't. He could, have, he could have played uh, Jacob Kell. He could have. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have that worked better yeah. than Bruce Payne. <laughs> yeah. Then we get a comedic
0: sword fight.
1: Yeah, they're going for the Richard Lester uh, Three Musketeers vibe in this, aren't they?
0: Yeah, but
1: not funny. But not funny.
0: <laughs> Duncan and Connor obviously win the fight, and the lady leaves in the carriage while dropping her hanky. And this lady is, of course, of of course, course, this lady is, of course Kate.
1: Kate, yes, or yes. Faith, as we know. Faith, it. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Back in New York, Duncan arrives at Connor's old antique store, now boarded up and in ruins. He enters and looks around,
1: and we get a flashback to the explosion that we saw again about 10, 15 minutes ago. Right. Yes. Each mm.
0: object triggers a tedious flashback. Every
1: <laughs> now that is a bit like the TV show. <laughs> right. So we
0: go to Italy in sixteen thirty one. Connor and Duncan are sparring with their
1: accents. Sorry, swords. They're going full-on Scottish in this moment, aren't they? Apparently, yeah. Because, again, they can't do, it's either that on Mario, isn't it?
0: So, Yeah. Connor is training Duncan and explaining the quickening, uh, which is that the strength of the dead immortal flows into the victor, making him or her stronger, until there is only one left alive, and they get the prize. And I believe the prize is a blankety-blank checkbook and pen. <laughs>
1: Well, do- petit- at least that would be something, do- lo- wouldn't it? You do- lo- don't Because get- <laughs> <laughs> apparently you don't get anything. Because in the original movie, he won the prize, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that was it.
0: And then he went, there can only be one. And then he looked and it was an asterisk after the one. And then down below he said, eh, maybe not.
1: You see this way, you always check the fine print on
0: <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, shocking, shocking. Kind of points out that eventually they will have to fight each other. Although, for some reason, Connor says sooner or later, we'll have to fart. <laughs> There's that stomach problem again.
1: No, I need some evidence. Can you prove this to me? Absolutely. Take a listen. I slept. Listen, soon you and
0: I will have to fight. There is one more thing I want to give to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does, it does sound a bit like fart, doesn't it? It's totally fart, yeah. they? have got issues. Maybe it's uh, you know it's all that it's all that haggis, isn't it? You're, oh, is that what it is? All that haggis. Well, I mean, it, what is a haggis? It's, I mean, no, seriously, what is a haggis? It's innards, right? It's everything. Innards in, in a sheep's lining stomach. Yeah, with like with like barley and stuff like that stuffed yeah. into it, isn't it? Oh,
0: you're making me hungry. I was gonna.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then you'll be farting.
0: Well, I, I don't fight. <laughs> I'm no swordsman. <laughs> Connor forces Duncan to attack him from behind. Steady. Know what you're thinking. Not a word.
1: Not a word. wasn't going to say a word. Connor still defeats him with a special move. Special move. Yeah. What you do is you hold down R2, you hit circle, and you do a little wiggle on the D-pad. And that's how you get the special move.
0: Last time I did a little wiggle on a D-pad, I got arrested.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not bailing you out a second time. Trust me. Properly mm-hmm.
0: executed, says so Connor. This move is unstoppable. Hmm. Could it be useful later? It could be, couldn't it? You, yeah, I'd remember that move if I was him. Yeah, yeah, I'd write it down. Yeah, imagine if he did, just pull out a notepad right, hold on. So I put my <laughs> left
1: foot in. Yeah, one minute, one minute, hold uh, on. <laughs> yeah, my right foot get, out. Get my readers on. <laughs> I do the okie
0: Got it, got it. Back in New York, a woman enters the room, and her name is Kate. It's Kate, yes. But now we call her Faith.
1: Yes. And it's she was Kate a woman. Dead. Yes,
0: it's dead. Kate is dead. She was mm-hmm. a woman we saw in the carriage, dropping the hanky back in the other flashback. And she says, do you remember our wedding day, Duncan? And there's another flashback, and then she kicks him.
1: <laughs> and at this point, all the people that do watch the TV series are going, no, I don't remember the wedding day either, because in five or six seasons of Highlander it's never been mentioned that he ever married anyone and if he's so cut up about it in this movie you'd think he would have mentioned it in the past wouldn't you it's kind of
0: it's kind of annoying that they've spent so much time trying to link it to stuff that you have to watch but then they have stuff in it that was never in the stuff that you have to watch
1: exactly and that's a, that's one of the problems that I've got with this movie
0: motorbikes crash through the wall oh it's these guys again isn't it yeah and the motorcyclists attack Duncan And the group we saw attacking the Sanctuary. Duncan fights them with one-liners.
1: Is that what they are? Are they technically one-liners? Could you really say they are? They short, have a full stop
0: at the end. So they are lines of one. Well, I mean, if you're going to get technical
1: about it, then yeah, I suppose they are. Right. Technically. Technically,
0: yeah. Jin appears. Duncan and June go at it. Sword fight sequences are good.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa I missed <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't stop then, so, just... <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: so Sometimes I like to just run right through the ones that you're going to go for, because I know where they are. Yes, I'm sure. They then fight hand-to-hand while the others just watch.
1: It's a good fight.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't have any problems with the fight scenes. It's nicely directed from a long mm-hmm. distance away to allow both actors to show that they're capable of doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I assume the director of the film didn't direct the fight sequence. I assume Donnie Yen did it. Yeah, I would imagine
1: so. Yeah. An inter- interesting fact as well is that um, Adrian Paul, um, they, they were going to do that Matrix thing originally where they were going to shoot it at half speed and then speed it up afterwards. Mm-hmm. And Adrian Paul said, no, 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 I, I want to do it at the speed that, that Donnie Yen can do it. And he trained really hard to, to be able to do it. And they, they're not speeded up, these fight scenes. He really is going at the pace that it, that he is in the movie. Oh, get a room. It's just a fact. I'm just throwing a fact out there. I mean, Jesus, he's at least praising for something. There's not a lot to praise him for, is there? Okay, you're right. <laughs> so there's a
0: cry of enough, and a man walks down the stairs, and he has crosses on his shoes, and it's Kel. Ugh. Yeah, and
1: I was enjoying this whole sequence until he walked in.
0: Mm. When a motorcyclist shoots Duncan and he falls out the building and is speared on some masonry. That's going to work, isn't it? Can
1: you imagine if he landed in a slightly different way? Yeah, how does that work? I guess it just heals itself. <laughs> God, I wouldn't have liked to be those
0: people that come and cut him down in a minute, would you? No, that's right, because some people do in, in a van marked coroner and they take him away. Back mm. in the antique store, Keller's annoyed that Carlos shot Duncan and then he cuts Carlos's head off and all his power is transferred to Kel. It's,
1: it's just that this is the first quickening of the movie, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, we've yes. not had one yet. No, no. Nice effect, nice effect. Yeah, lovely. Lots of lightning and explosions and mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Duncan awakes at the sanctuary, strapped in the chairs. Matthew the Watcher is just finishing off the fastenings and he reveals that one of Duncan's kind has gone renegade talking about Kel. Mm-hmm. He puts a syringe up Duncan's nose and injects him. <laughs>
1: that seems, why up his nose? As when well, he's trying to get to the brain?
0: Yeah. You know how there's a quicker way to get to the brain? Go on. Put the syringe in his head. You could go through the eyeball.
1: That oh, would be nasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, he doesn't know. I mean, what is he actually injecting. In- injecting into him? I don't know. It's just some blue stuff. I'll tell you what it looked like. Do you remember those um, really sugary um, drinks that we used to drink in our youth? Yeah, you I it's one of them. Look, yeah, what are they called? Uh, WKD or something like that. <laughs> WD farty. What have you been drinking? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jesus, that explains white, a lot.
1: White spirit, <laughs> cheap polish. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Only at the weekends,
0: okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, the says, Sorry about that, but if there's always two, then the prize is safe. Although we don't know what the prize is, nobody knows what it is, but it's safe. But it's it's safe, yeah, perfect, yeah. The drugs knock Duncan out, but his dreams haunt him.
1: But I mean, his flashbacks haunt him.
0: Why take him to the sanctuary? Because the renegade immortal, Cal knows about this place because his gang have already attacked it once. Would it make it more sense to go find somewhere else on holy ground? Yes,
1: yeah, I never thought of that, but yes, that is, a, that is a good point. You wouldn't go back to the place that he already knows about, would you? No. Unless it's a double bluff. They think, oh, he's going to think, he'd never think that we'd come back here, but, you know if we did right we're it's a double bluff okay. don't you think no because these watchers are clearly don't. intelligent people aren't they no <laughs> have you noticed that they all they, are, they all have tattoos
0: yes on the wrists Hmm. that he looked Duncan looks at and you go I don't know what that is again you need to watch the TV show <laughs> no I don't
1: we'll do it one day you know now we flash back to
0: Scotland, 1625. Connor is telling Duncan to get up, and this is Duncan's first return from the dead. Mm-hmm. Connor educated Duncan on what he'd become.
1: Now, again, this is we see this in the, in, the, in the pilot of the TV series, and it's completely different. Okay. So, again, they're, all, they're contradicting themselves again.
0: Right. Hmm. Back in New York, Duncan is surprised when his straps are undone and his helmet is removed by Dawson. Who the f*** is Dawson, and where did he come from? We don't know.
1: He's a he's a he's a legless watcher. He by by legless, I mean he's drunk
0: got no legs. Time. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, don't come, me, old friend. What is that? your face. Let's let's get in the car, and you dr- you better drive, mate. You drive.
1: No, I I, I realised that that was a poor choice of words <laughs> from me. <laughs> So, if there are any paraplegics out like there listening to us, I do apologise. <laughs> but but all, none of that's in the film. It doesn't tell you any of this. It's just a bloke who turns up. <laughs> he does that a lot in this movie, though, doesn't he? Turns up right near the end, doesn't he? And you're like, oh, I forgot you were in it. Yeah. yeah. It,
0: there's no reason for him to be in it. You could, because Dawson helps into a car driven by Mephos You could have just have Mephos turn up and help him out.
1: Again, another problem is that, that they try to shoehorn in these characters from the TV show because they're trying to give people what they think they want. Right, yeah. You know, we've got to have Miphos, we've got to have Dawson, we've got to have all these characters from the TV show and somehow we've got to make it all work together.
0: Miphos mm. hands Duncan his sword and Duncan gets annoyed with him for some reason. He's really rude and he just wants to get out of the car. What's his problem at this point?
1: Didn't he say, you've got blood on my sword? That's it.
0: Cause he used so. the, oh, because he used his sword to kill someone to get the sword for him.
1: Well, he's very protective of his sword, you know. If he's going to put blood on it, he wants to at least know where the blood came from. I mean, you've got to think of hygiene, don't you?
0: Jeez, get over yourself, Duncan.
1: <laughs> it was the it was the nineties, wasn't it? Anything you could have caught anything back then. He's immortal. Oh yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> but not... still You wouldn't risk it. You wouldn't risk it, would you?
0: Dawson asks him how many heads he's taken Duncan says he doesn't keep count Dawson has a computer that keeps tabs on how many kills an immortal has done 174 for Duncan Kel the immortal that attacked Duncan in the antiques store has 661 kills.
1: Yeah he brings up uh, Wikipedia for watchers doesn't he yeah
0: mm. so every, every highland uh, not but every immortal has a watcher yes
1: yes that is right mm. you got a problem with that go on <laughs> <laughs> who pays them to do this job
0: it's a calling, apparently. How do they live? Do they have day jobs?
1: Uh, yeah, they have. They, they they have to do this as well as having their own jobs. Yeah. So does the immortal
0: fit in the killings around the Watcher's job? Ah. Uh,
1: well, uh, you would imagine that most showdowns happen at night, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can't do night jobs then. You can't do night jobs. Okay. No. And you probably move around from city to city, getting another job as you go. You All know. Right. So my feeling is these numbers are suspect. What, you think that, the, the, some, that these watchers are just making it up?
0: Yeah, like how many has how many Duncan done? I don't know. I'll um, put 174. I don't know. And what about yeah. this guy? Well, he's been around a long time. Just do 661.
1: Is it like people that are paid to give out leaflets? They give out five and then chuck the rest in the bin when no one's looking.
0: Yeah, no one's going to complain. Spend the rest of the day in the pub.
1: (laughs) Oh, he he killed about 15 immortals yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) He he was like like a whirlwind. His heads are flying everywhere. Never stopped. (laughs) That's funny, that, because I could have sworn he died last week. (laughs) Um, Temporary. Oh, it was a temporary temporary death, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He said he was only half off. That's right. That's right. He was only half dead. Yeah, yeah. Half cut
0: Yeah Duncan wants to see Connor's body To make sure he really is dead Mm -hmm. We see aerial shots of New York City And hear a harmonica playing And then we close in on Kel Who is actually playing a harmonica in his
1: vest (laughs) Wouldn't it have been funnier If he was pretending to play one And then he just walked away And he didn't have one in his hand
0: But what's the point of that
1: scene? He's, he's he's looking cool, isn't he? No. He's he's leaning against a a giant crucifix playing a harmonica. In his vest. Yeah. What's wrong okay. with that? Nothing. It's it's a very oh come on if it was a Bond villain you wouldn't have a problem with it. No, I really would. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it was played by Bruce Payne. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to
0: Dawson, Mufas, and Duncan heading into Connecticut, where they apparently buried Connor in a remote graveyard. Duncan mm-hmm. enters the graveyard While a voiceover reminds us What the hell's been going on so far Yes it does actually yeah. mm. Duncan hears the sound <gasps> To his surprise Connor enters Connor explains Why he walked out on his life Rachel's death Was the final straw for him Because he'd have to clean All his own stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh come on That would push you over the edge as well <laughs> It would he raised her since the 1940s. She's been working hard since she was six years old. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why was Connor in this graveyard anyway? I don't know. How long had he been there? Was he just lurking around waiting for the odd chance that someone turned up? Yeah, right. It's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it, that he's there at the exact same moment that Duncan turns up? Yeah,
0: why don't you just... If you're going to meet him, just do it somewhere close. Why go all the mm. way to Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. No. All the people he's killed and seen killed over the years have had a toll on poor Connor. The sanctuary was his last refuge. Duncan asks how he escaped, but Connor says, didn't escape. I was like, oh. They both hear a sound. Faith and Kel approach. Apparently, this remote graveyard in Connecticut, not that remote, because everybody's
1: here. They all took the bus. Did they follow him? (laughs) I think so, yeah. Unless, as I said, they were just lurking, waiting. He's going to get here eventually, isn't he? We'll just... We'll have a coffee. Every um,
0: remote graveyard. Well, there's only one. So it's this point that Connor realises that this renegade immortal is actually Jacob Kell, the person that he knew.
1: What? So he didn't know before? No, how would he know? I just presumed that he knew that this was the guy that had been torturing him all these years. He didn't know that Kell was an immortal? Oh, yeah, because, yes, because doesn't um, Kell say he has the line, we missed the signs, didn't we? Yeah, because
0: back at the beginning when he's with his mum and he feels that pain... Mm-hmm. Is because Jacob is an immortal, but he doesn't know what that means at that point.
1: That's right, yeah. Because d- because they give off a a faint immortal buzz even when before they become immortal, don't a, they? A phormone. Is that is that the technical term? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. A firmone. It's like a phormone. Yeah. So this this It's
1: like yeah, something like this. Oh. Oh, you're oh, you're not, not going to take the rubbish out. I think you should. <laughs> oh.
0: So, yeah, so he didn't know, and this is where he finds out. And at this point, Kel starts spouting some nonsense about being there when everybody is killed around Connor. These
1: monologues do great, don't they? They're horrible. Do you, think he, do, you think, do you think the actor, do you think Bruce Payne thought, oh, I've got some quality stuff to dig my t- acting teeth into? Here? I would
0: say yes. I think he looks at the script and went, oh, this is some meaty dialogue that I've got, because he really plays it to the hilt.
1: Oh, yeah, he's hamming it up no end isn't he yeah. he's chewing the, the,
0: the scenery yeah so so Connor pulls his sword out and Kel says will you kill another unarmed man again mm-hmm. Duncan stirs at Connor and Kel says oh you don't know because he never told you but, but why would he I don't get what the big deal is at this point I don't get what the conversation is really
1: yeah I mean it was alright he's making a big deal out of the fact that he killed an unarmed man but A he didn't kill him because he turned out to be immortal right and B did he really kill him or did he just run onto his sword? Yeah. But then again, in the TV show, Duncan always was a self-righteous prick, so...
0: OK, so that's what this is mm. about.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. so. Connor
0: raises his sword, but Duncan reminds him they're on holy ground. Mm-hm. Kel taunts him. Don't you want to be inside me?
1: <laughs> can, that's can we at what least he says? finish the podcast first, please? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says. It's a good
0: line. Yeah. They step out of holy ground and they fight. Kel slashes at Connor... Faith watches. She really doesn't do anything in this whole scene. She doesn't have any lines or anything.
1: She doesn't have any facial expression either.
0: Connor loses his sword. Kel reveals that he will let him go until there is only two of them. Meanwhile, he will kill everybody that Connor loves. He says, mm-hmm. Duncan, he's on borrowed time. And then he leaves.
1: You know when um, when Christoph Lambert fell on the floor? When, when Kel had beaten him?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At this point, I looked at him and I just thought, it just suddenly occurred to me. What the hell is going on with Christoph Lambert's hair in this movie? It, it is a bizarre choice, isn't it? That he's going for. I didn't pay much attention to it. What, what describe it for us? He, he's got kind of like it's it's all slicked back on the top, mm-hmm. and then long and loose over his ears, and it kind of just flaps around. His ears? <laughs> no, he's no, uh, <clears throat> no. Um, it's just It just looks odd to me and plus the fact that they're trying to hide the fact that he's about 20 years older than he was in the original movie even though he doesn't age apparently oh yeah right that's a good point
0: yeah Mm don can ask connor is what he said true what's true connor replies believe only what your heart and conscience tell you which isn't an answer not an answer connor not an answer on the plus side though you did a very good impersonation of him then it was accidental but thanks (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was even though we are having a stroke. Is that what you said? Yeah, they're very similar acting styles.
0: <laughs> Duncan says, You taught me that with time anything can be forgiven. Did I? Replies Connor, and then walks away. Faith mm-hmm. watches. <laughs> and then walks away. Yeah. Flashback mm-hmm. to around 1712.
1: And Duncan and Kate, Faith. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you said that, then, is that what, is that what the flashback uh, subtitle said? Oh. Around 1712.
0: <laughs> no, no, there, there was no year oh, was on this flashback. Oh, right, okay. That's why I had to say around 1712 because I know that he meets her in 1712, but I don't okay. know how long the relationship progressed before they decided to get married.
1: Do you think the subtitle budget had run out at this point? Possibly, yeah. They just thought, nah,
0: yeah. it doesn't
1: matter. No one cares. Well, they need to save the money for the fantastic finale that they're going to have later in the movie.
0: That's right. That's probably what it said in the script fantastic finale.
1: Yeah, because I mean, yeah. they don't want to have to—they don't want to have to stretch to having to reuse shots in the same fight scene, do they? That's true. Mm.
0: Yeah. Connor arrives at the wedding, and Connor and Duncan go out and start talking about Kate. Connor says, "You know, she's an immortal, but her own, her immortal power cannot be triggered by a violent death, which hasn't happened yet." Mm-hmm. And Connor reveals a story of his wife cutting her hair off because it's the only bit of her that wants age. He tells Duncan that he doesn't have to watch his loved one grow old and die. And so Duncan and Connor argue about this, but I don't really know what they're arguing about.
1: Well, isn't Connor suggesting that he kill her so right. that she'll live forever with him?
0: And Duncan's saying he, no. he doesn't want to do
1: it, does he? Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. He, say, he says, I'll take her for as long as I can have her. Because the whole implication is that unless her immortality is triggered by a violent death, she'll just grow old and die like a normal human.
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. So now
0: we get speeded up sections of New York and a fashion shoot. It's another one in, in a row. We had one last
1: week, didn't we, in Cobra? Yeah. No Duncan, robots this time, though. No
0: robots. Yeah, disappointing.
1: Yeah, I was, I was looking for the robots, actually. Or a sledgehammer. I would have taken that, to be yeah. honest.
0: A natural sledgehammer right to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan is walking around with rock music in the background. It turns out that Faith works at this fashion
1: place. Thing, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is it's, it's her um, it's actually her fashion show isn't it like, okay
0: because her name's
1: everywhere isn't it in great big neon letters oh I thought it was just saying you gotta have faith faith please the film's <laughs> nearly <laughs> over
0: have faith yeah. <laughs> they argue she's angry that she is a mortal that she can't have children or grow old with the one she loves she hates him for what he did Duncan says he knows it was wrong um, Duncan wants to know why she's with Cal. she says she has never known anybody with such a capacity for
1: hate Except me. And he goes, right then, I'll see you. Bye. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's night. Duncan's walking down the street in slow motion in the rain. Oh, there's a lot of that as well, isn't there? Yeah. Sleeps on his sofa. Faith walks to a church. I guess she lives in the church. hmm She opens a curtain and finds Kel moodily laying there. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Ask the question.
1: <laughs> You're going to say, how long was he laying in that position <laughs> on that bed? <laughs> it's,
0: it's, this is the second time we've had this kind of scene.
1: It is. He's laying there, he's been there for three hours, he's got cramp in one hand.
0: He's trying to, figure he says you... to him
1: Yeah, she says, Are you gonna get out? Because no, I literally can't.
0: Yeah. seeing if he could read for a bit while he's laying there, but he can't.
1: Yeah. I I've lost all sense of feeling in, in my uh, left hand, but you know, I'm gonna look cool when she walks in. So
0: right. <laughs> every time someone hears noises, he's like, Oh, that's a <laughs> he says you were with him a woman is a temple built on a sewer remember what you were when I found you a ha. now look at you a liberated ha. it just never makes any sense this guy I mean there's something and
1: then we get some shitty banter between them <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's what he said in the script they couldn't bother writing the lines if I was just some shitty banter
0: <laughs> ad lib slow motion again <sighs> Faith enters Duncan's room
1: And she takes her clothes off. We get some sexy, sexy time, don't we? Mixed in with sexy flashbacks. Yeah, we get gratuitous bums as well, don't we? (laughs) Sorry, all I can
0: think of is bread rolls. Now, for some reason, I'm now I'm really hungry now. (laughs) No,
1: no, not not, not buns, Colin. (laughs) Not (laughs) not buns. Sorry, bums. Bums. Gratuitous bums. Okay. We get hers, then we get his, and I'm pretty sure neither of them are, are, are the actors. Probably not.
0: Mm. And it shows the incident in the past where he waited until she was asleep and then stabbed her to turn her into an immortal.
1: Yeah, break it to her gently. Why don't you?
0: <laughs> yeah. <It> doesn't explain <laughs> you might that. Well you yeah. just
1: set her on fire or something.
0: That's <laughs> right. Back in the present, he apologizes again and say, and she says, you had no right. Mm-hmm. Then it shows her waking up in the past and Duncan telling her she's an immortal and she running away. Back in the present, she says, you fasted on me. Boy, she does some complaining.
1: Oh, I don't know. I kind of like, I think one of the things I like about Highlander is that, I, I, you know, the idea that the, these immortals, they are damaged, aren't they, at the end of the day? I mean, OK, it sounds great on paper at first, I would imagine, being immortal, but oh, yeah. after the first couple of hundred years, you're going to be bored shitless, aren't you? I kind of like the idea, but OK. Come on, i get bored after a week. <laughs> Not a week of immortality. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> i give it up now, change my yeah. mind,
0: take it back. <laughs> Why did you come, asked Duncan, to see if I could feel something? She replies, then leaves. As she enters the elevator, mm. Duncan runs after and stops the doors from closing and says, The difference between Connor and I is that as long as you're alive, then I might be forgiven one day. It may take years, centuries even, but at least I can carry that hope inside of me. There's always tomorrow, even for us. What's Connor got to do with the bloody conversation? Nobody brought him up. It's not like <laughs> Faye said... You're just like Connor, and then walked out, and then he could say, "Oh, the difference between Connor and I's, does she should have just gone? Why do you mention? Are you in love with Connor? Why did you mention him?
1: Yeah, you mention him all
0: the time. I'm the-
1: <laughs> What's going on? How do you that- want to marry him?
0: Do you want? Do you want sugar in your tea, Faith? Yes, I'll take two. Oh, Connor only takes one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the conversation. It's just like, it doesn't... Again, was it, maybe something was cut out, but it doesn't make sense.
1: No, it doesn't make sense. When you put it that way, no, it doesn't. No, no. It's just It's just poorly thought-out dialogue, isn't it? Yeah. Uh,
0: at a disused warehouse, Faith walks along and encounters Jin. Now, she makes the mistake of asking him what he is thinking, because he then spouts off more points of incoherent garbage. <laughs> but he does finish off with one interesting thing. He says, one day... We will all serve very little purpose to kill, except
1: dead. Is he only just getting this? He seems to be the only one out of this biker gang that is getting this as well, isn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: I, uh, uh, yes. And isn't he supposed to be like a, 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 a legendary Chinese warlord or something? General so, or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Who, who's full of honour and, and fought in so many battles that you'd imagine that he's probably quite clued in on this kind of stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think so, but No. Uh, We get a dinner party resembling The Last Supper with Kel
0: In which she tells them they're all part of a great journey A 400 year quest for justice
1: Can I just ask you Just before we get to the dinner party When um, she's talking to to Donnie Yen in that scene Mm -hmm. Did I imagine it? Or did they look up And Bruce Payne's character's watching them And he's wearing an apron Oh, I didn't notice I'm sure he was standing there and he's, he, he's been he's obviously been well, the, cooking the, dinner? The dinner he's been cooking yes yeah. he's wearing an apron I just thought it was an odd choice well <laughs> he doesn't want he food on his clothes wouldn't it be funny if it was a comedy apron you know it had a pair of breasts on it And was he wearing the apron later no he's not because
0: no. that would be useful he's chopping people's heads off you were an apron then
1: That that's when you
0: think it would be relevant yeah, yeah. but no Oh, Okay, um, so he holds up a sword and splits it into two for some reason, and then starts cutting the heads off everybody at the table, and they just appear to sit there and let him do it.
1: Yeah, some of them are even smiling, aren't they? See, I, and I don't know wonder why. Why were they following
0: him in the first place? Because they know this must. This is the only thing that can happen.
1: It's interesting actually. I, I did read that there was an, in the original version of this scene, Donnie Yen's character actually cuts his own head off to to to, to, to get out the film. <laughs> Apparently, he sticks his sword into the wall and then runs into it and cuts his own head off so that Kel can't have his quickening.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: But they thought it was brutal and dark, so they cut it out.
0: Wow, the only imaginative part in the film. Mm-hmm. Gone. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so he kills them all until only Faith is left. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, sensing something, Duncan gets out of bed.
1: Yep. He's, got the, faint, he's got the buzz on. He's yeah. feeling that
0: buzz. Because it Kel's lure, it, all the power is of the people he's killed is going into Kel's body and he's like... Floating hey. at one point, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Back at Duncan's, he's in his PJs and he exits the roof of his building. I guess that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And he approaches somebody who thinks it's Kel, but it's actually Connor.
1: Yep, waiting for him. Duncan and this said. is the big moment, isn't it? The two characters mm-hmm. going to have a showdown. Yeah, it's like it's like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in Heat. It is. It's like Batman v Superman. Exactly. It's exactly.
0: <laughs> They have the same enthusiasm for both those scenes. (laughs) Duncan says, what the hell is going on? Connor says, put some clothes on. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. He
1: didn't. (laughs) He's hanging out.
0: (laughs) Connor pulls his sword out. (laughs) The only way to beat Kel is if they combine the power of Duncan and his. Connor says, Kel is going to kill you just to taunt me. But Connor says Mm -hmm. that if Duncan kills him, then the power combined can defeat Kel. Duncan refuses. So Connor fights him. I mean, he tries to fight him, doesn't he? If Duncan refuses, then Connor will just kill him and with a combined I'm pretty, sure, I'm
1: pretty, I'm pretty sure someone fights him. I don't think it's Christoph Lambert. All oh, right, someone, yeah. here. <laughs> it's Lambert. some guy. It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Duncan can't kill him. He says to Connor, do you remember when you first found me sitting in that bog? Oh, that'll be that immortal stomach problem again.
1: <laughs> doesn't he refer to it as a bloody bog as well? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, 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 that was too disgusted. Yeah, we, we, we've all had those days,
0: haven't yeah. we? Yeah, and nights. <laughs> and nights. But one of them has to die now. Connor is going to kill Duncan, but using the move that Connor taught him. Oh, remember that? Oh, yeah,
1: that special move. Yeah, Duncan reluctantly kills Connor and takes his power. He does, he does. Now, interesting fact about, about um, Christoph Lambert's fighting, you
0: know. Can I, can he, I just look- point, point out, it's the second time you've used the term interesting fact, and I'm still
1: waiting oh this is a good one Trust Okay, me. Christoph Lambeau is blind as a bat apparently he wears glasses and he can't wear contacts so any actor who even remotely tries to fight him with swords is taking his life into his own hands wow apparently. that's interesting mm-hmm. he has to re- that's why he's so stiff that's why he can't he, he doesn't look like someone that knows what he's doing when he's doing the fight scene does he when, even in the close ups huh? It's, he's really stiff because he had Has to he rehearse been like this? Yeah, yeah. Even going back to the first Highlander movie, he had to rehearse everything so much, so that he wouldn't go and clock someone round the head with with the sword. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, from what I gather, Adrian Paul was the first actual actor that was allowed to to actually be in a fight scene with him. Because up to that point, they it was always stunt doubles.
0: That Either means they trusted Adrian Paul, or they didn't care
1: i <laughs> thought they didn't have one on the payroll at that point They're like, eh, yeah we
0: will get another one there's hundreds mm-hmm. of adrian paul's out back
1: <laughs> but that's where um, christoph lambert's uh, trademark moody stir comes from because he's squinting
0: oh wow Because you can't see
1: anything apparently yeah
0: hmm. so we see flashbacks of connor's previous life and there's lightning and fire etc cetera, etc cetera. And now we cut to Duncan, practising old sweating, especially lit shots like he's warming up for a photo shoot in a Pirelli calendar.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that, yeah.
0: And we appear to be in a disused factory. We are, but but then we're not, are we? I don't know where we are. Are we in a
1: factory or are we not? It could be an orange grove factory. But, but then there'd be smelting equipment, wouldn't there? There is fire later. Actually, yes, there is. It's coming out of the floor for yeah. some reason. Orange yeah. grove factory. I'll take it. Okay. It's good enough for Cobra, it's good enough for Highlander Endgame.
0: Yep. Kel turns up. Mm-hmm. They seem to be able to turn up at each other's locations really easily.
1: Well, it's that Highlander radar, isn't it? Right. It's the other sort you, it
0: is. You don't have a funny conjugation of the Highlander and radar that you usually come up with.
1: that doesn't Hyder? Hi- hi- Lander? Yeah. ray hai yeah. No, all right. I forget the answer that. is no. No, I don't. know.
0: He gave me more
1: time. If you gave me more time, you should have given me this. given it to me about a week ago. I'd have come up with something. Okay, I wouldn't actually.
0: Kel congratulates Duncan for killing a brother and asks him if it feels good. Oh, you sold that one then, didn't you? They they begin to fight, and there's dangly chains. What are those dangly chains for?
1: I thought we said they got into Hellraiser with the with the dangly chains. And I'm pretty sure when they start the fight, they're in the church. No, in the cathedral bit, and then factory. they fall off into a, and land into a warehouse or a disused factory. I thought they were always in a factory. No, they they start off on that that long colonnade. Isn't he practicing a factory? No, no, no. When they walk towards each other slowly, mm-hmm. and they're on that long colonnade with the with the with the pillars. Then they grab each other and they fall off the edge of it and they land in the factory. Right. So there's a factory below the the, the cathedral. <laughs> Is it one of those? Cathedral-stroke factories that they've got going on in in Romania.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan is badly wounded. Up in an office, Matthew has a sniper rifle is about to shoot up. Oh, when Dawson appears and kills him, how do these people just appear?
1: <laughs> Don't ask.
0: <laughs> After killing Matthew... Merry Christmas, says Dawson. Completely missing the spirit of Christmas.
1: Yeah, and doesn't he, he he's, he's already killed him with two shots and then he feels the need to unload the rest of the gun into him while he's right. dead, doesn't he? Maybe he just had personal
0: issues with Matthew. Maybe Matthew yeah, left yeah. with his wife or something. And this is all backstory. They, The actors have worked up.
1: Could, yeah, yeah. Between also, Highlander Endgame, Christmas film. I never thought of that. Yeah, you could watch that after Cobra,
0: couldn't you? Yeah, because there is a Christmas tree at some point. I remember seeing
1: the there desert, is, yeah. there is, and and as you say, Dawson says Merry Christmas when he yeah. violently kills this guy. So yeah. yeah. Now, did you notice in this fight scene, the re they reuse a whole section of it twice?
0: I did not. I did not. It was so cleverly mm-hmm. done; it just passed me by. Or <laughs> maybe I was asleep. There's
1: a whole there's a there's a whole section where they they're fighting, uh-huh. and it's just before we get to the fire moment, and then they cut to them fighting on. From that moment, they cut away before we get to the fire moment, and they cut to them now fighting suddenly on a catwalk. Then they fall off the catwalk, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to um, Duncan tying a tourniquet around his leg, and he says, time to end this, Cal, Cal, whatever his name is. And then they replay the whole segment again from scratch, but this time not, not cutting when we get to the fire moment. It's literally about a two-minute fight scene that they reuse. Wow. The entire same sequence of of fighting. Okay. I mean, it's obviously done to make the fight scene longer, and I suppose the first time you ever watch it, you probably wouldn't notice. Right. Apart from the fact that he takes his jacket off and then he's magically got it back on again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They are supernatural. There you go. There's that magic that you wanted (laughs) from the trailer. Excellent. There it is. Yeah.
0: Kel reveals (laughs) that he's killed Kate. Kel and can exchange quips. It looks like Duncan is done for. But Duncan regains strength and says, there can be only one. Jumps over Kel and says, you're not it, and chops his head off. Yeah, that backflip's
1: amazing, isn't it? Yeah, but don't you think that should have been when the special move was used? Well, he does the special move and he and he beats it, doesn't he? Because he's got a a, a hidden... Um, oh, Kel does the special move. No, Duncan does the special move on, on, on Kel and he, and he thinks he's got him. No, he but doesn't. But he's got a... Yeah, he does. Does he? Mm-mm. Right. because he's got he's got something off his sleeve hasn't he hmm. to block it okay he has a he has a knife that pops out of his sleeve would uh... you would you fall asleep at this point Colin? maybe it's possible <laughs> <laughs> were you up in that bloody bog not coming
0: out until <laughs> yes. it's over
1: yeah so he does a special move and it
0: fails because he blocks it ah okay and then but he and so he chops Kel's head off there's a huge firework display mm-hmm. we cut some musical pipes and Connor's grave somewhere in the Scotland Highlands.
1: hmm You just bury people wherever you like up there,
0: can't you? Apparently so, as long as there's yeah. pipes playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: in the contract.
0: Yeah. Then Connor's back in New York. He visits Kate's workplace and he sees her. It turns out that for whatever reason, Kel didn't kill her. You can always trust me, Faith, he tells her. Faith is dead. I thought I'd give Kate another try, she replies. And they kiss. It seems she got over that whole I hate you for making me a mortal against my wishes thing.
1: Well, now he's got rid of Cal. She's happy, isn't she? All right, yeah.
0: And then we get credits and that's the end of Highlander Endgame. It is. It is. Well. Do you want me to go first?
1: Not really. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to say.
0: <laughs> no, you go first then. Go on.
1: Well, look, look, You. it's no secret, is it, that I'm a big Highlander fan. You know this, don't you? I know this, yes. Particularly the first movie. I'm a big fan of the first movie. Not so much the 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 other movies. And I did love the T V series. But the T V series was was very different to this film. I mean, Duncan McCloud was, was a character that grew through seasons. He wasn't he wasn't the same character by the time we get to the end of the series that he was at the start of the series. The actor grew into the role. The character grew as the show went on. Uh, and it was, it, on the whole, I, I, it was a really enjoyable TV series. But we're now
0: reviewing the TV series.
1: No, and I'm getting to that now. <laughs> this is the point with this movie. This movie should have been good. It it, com- it was meant to be, as we say, combining the movie universe and the TV universe, and passing of the torch, you know, and, and go on to big, bigger things. But it didn't work because... I mean it was badly put together there's too much assumption that the audience will come into the film having seen everything and be up, completely up to speed with everything that's happened in the Highlander universe up to that point. You can't do that if you're going to I mean it's a soft reboot what they're aiming for is a soft reboot isn't it? Mm. You can't do that and just assume that everybody's going to be on board with everything to do with the lore of the of, of the Highlander universe. I mean it's got some good action in it but it's ruined by terrible dialogue. Terrible acting, even from Adrian Paul, who, as I say, was good in the show. Mm -hmm. And it's just dull. It's boring. Right. And this is from someone... I mean, I own this movie because I'm an Islander fan and I'm a completist. But I wouldn't choose to watch it. (laughs) 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 Okay. So it's a no from me. It's a no from me with a caveat that the show deserves to be looked at on its own merit and you shouldn't judge the show because of this movie. Right. Or any of the other movies, particularly the first one. Right. So it's a no for me. Okay. Surprisingly, you're surprised at that, aren't you? Did you think I was going to defend it? I I didn't know how you could. (laughs) I was curious. Go on then, give it to me then, be blunt.
0: In our last episode, you said that Cobra was the worst film we'd seen so far. Uh
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, step aside, Marion Cabretti. There's a new king (laughs) in town. If... I was not watching this for the podcast. I would have turned it off long before it finished because it's truly a piece of crap. Okay. First off, Uh, the dialogue. I will agree
1: that Cobra is better, sorry.
0: yeah. It's full of self-important spiritual gibberish that makes no sense and never moves the plot forward. It believes that it's so deep and meaningful when, in fact, it's the complete opposite. And the worst offender of this is Kel. Mm -hmm. He's a villain so undefined and tedious that when he starts talking... I find myself um, mentally purring my socks in chronological order of dates of when I last wore them. <laughs> What's his motivation?
1: It, it, it's, it's meant to be purely vengeance, isn't really, it? Really?
0: He spent 400 years not killing Connor, mm-hmm. but killing the people he loved. But in such a way that Connor clearly didn't know this
1: was happening. So what was the point? Well, this is the thing, I never realised that until you said it. I always assumed that, that this is something that he'd lived with through, throughout the centuries, that he knew that this guy was, was tormenting him. But it makes sense what you're saying, because obviously we'd never heard anything about this guy before, have we? In right. In three previous movies. So, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Oh. You're right. Kelly's is he's so filled with revenge of the death of his father, even though
0: his father was willing to set immortals and their mothers on fire, even though his son is one. But did he know his son was one? But his son knows his dad, so his his son's like, oh, my dad hates immortals and wants to kill them. Oh, you've killed my dad, I'm going to get revenge for that. Yeah, but your dad's a piece of shit, (laughs) so... Yeah, but it's family. Then there's a group of immortals. Why are they following him? Because they're just going to kill him. We know Mm -hmm. that. That seems odd. Mm. And like you said, the film insists on using characters from the TV series with no explanation or little explanation of who they are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get Mythos. Who is it? Is this Paul Wingfield?
1: Yeah, uh, Mythos is a great character in the TV show. Really? He's meant to be. He's meant to be one of the oldest immortals. He's supposed to have been around since met since the Dark Ages. This is
0: my problem with him. Wingfield is such a dull-looking actor. He has <laughs> all the charisma and excitement of a real estate salesman.
1: But again, I, I, let me just say again in the TV show. That he's meant to look that way because that's how he's survived for so long.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. I want if I want a thousand year old immortal, he should be greater than life, a formidable force of power and strength. But Mephos is somebody who, who, if you accidentally crossed the wrong box in your tax returns, he'd tut really loudly.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does have that look about him,
0: doesn't I, he? <laughs> I just I, I've never liked him in the TV show either. Mm-hmm. The film looks like it had a shoestring. Budget. No, no, forget that. Everyone probably wore slip ons because they couldn't afford shoestrings. Well, oh, no, had shoes. <laughs> did he? Oh, yeah, because he had his little things <laughs> on the back of him. He did, yeah. The whole affair smells like a cheap attempt to cash in on the last suffocating cries of a once loved idea.
1: Wow, that was poetic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the funny, and I'm using the quotes funny mm-hmm. moments feel forced, and good lord, so many tedious flashbacks. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And if you took those flashbacks out, the actual story would run for about 10 minutes, which is still nine minutes too long. Paul? True. Yeah, I agree with you. Paul? Mm-hmm. I hate this film.
1: <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting that vibe
0: <laughs> on there now. So so for me, this, this film would have to improve a 1,000%
1: to be a miss. Wow. <laughs> it's so far off that yeah, it, it's, it's not even touched. the No, the, the... no, no not oh. even in the same universe. Didn't touch the sides? Nope. Yeah. Wow. No, this is horrible. Well, can I ask you a question though? No. Nope. Before we before we finish about Highlander.
0: Yes. Go on.
1: Do you think you know? There's all this talk of a you know bringing it back, a reboot. Don't you think that at least at the very heart, the idea is worth it? Could be it. It could be something, especially could be done well. Not this movie. I'm not talking about this movie, but but generally the 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 whole idea of Highlander. You know, immortals living forever, having to fight each other for some reason that even they don't understand. No, chop its head off. Really, you don't like it at all. I, 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 I You're like. You're a fan of the original movie. I aren't like you? the
0: first film because it's fun and it's entertaining. But I don't buy into this story that they've tried to shoehorn into all, all this backstory and mythology that they've just made up and tried to fit into it. It just feels like
1: it just feels desperate. Hmm. It feels de- desperate in this movie, but I don't think I think it, it. It is an idea that's worth exploring if it's done well, and and a, and a modern Highlander movie with the the aesthetics of modern day, you know. Can you imagine the kind of fight scenes that you could do? The you, know, you get the team that did John Wick, to 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 choreograph the fight scenes.
0: But but how do you feel about the chopping heads off these days?
1: Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? I mean, heads still come off in movies, Colin, don't they? Name me one recent. <sighs> Um, um, Hasn't it happened in a Star Wars movie recently? What the hell kind of Star Wars movie are you watching? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that Darth Vader in Rogue One at the end was hacking people's heads off, wasn't he? In a very very Star Wars Disney-like kind of way. As in not hacking heads off. (laughs) Oh, there must have been... There's got to be some horror movies with some decapitation going yeah,
0: Maybe if they, they do it right, I guess. I guess. Alright, I'll let you have that. But this film's mm. garbage.
1: Yeah, it's not good. No. It's not I don't feel as strongly against it as you do, but it, it, it is bad. It is bad.
0: <laughs> well having said that, that brings us to the end of this episode of retrospection and to the end of our first series. It does. It does yeah, how do we, you feel about it? It's been long Oh, Jesus, it's been long. Oh, Jesus. It's been so what long. Is, the <laughs> series or this movie that we just... <laughs> Both. It's been fun, though, hasn't it? Yeah, I've enjoyed doing it. and um, we're, we're only going to take a month off, and then we'll be back with series two. Yeah, yeah. We're not going away for good. No, and uh, I can tell you some of the stuff that will be coming up in series two. We'll be doing, and not probably in this order, but we'll be doing Carry On Up the Jungle. Yay. Who Does Wins. Yay. The Omega Man. hmm. Biggles yay Cruel. Mm. Howard the Duck <sighs> Runaway
1: mm.
0: and the original Judge Dredd film
1: oh, I feel that bloody, bloody bogs calling me again <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's the highlights <laughs> highlights <laughs> wait till you see the low lights I know lights. it's strapping everybody <laughs> yeah in the meantime, if you'd like to email us, you can reach us at retrospection at email.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Retrospeccy. And you can also look at our Facebook page. And you can listen to the themes or the songs from the films and TV shows on our Spotify playlist.
1: You can. And uh, I, I update it frequently. Yes, you do. I do indeed. He said, sounding like someone who's never actually looked at <laughs> <today. laughs> <laughs> So, we'll see you all in four weeks. Yes. Yeah. Um, enjoy spring, autumn, what, whatever, t- whatever <laughs> point in <of> the year <laughs> you listen to this. I mean, it's, it's yeah, on the it's internet, like... it's all relative. You could be listening to this in, um, at Christmas. That's right. Couldn't you? Yeah. So, so Merry Christmas, everybody. So how... go, go and watch <laughs> Highlander Endgame.
0: It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, don't. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. yeah so, uh, I'll, I'd just like to say thank you to all the people who've been listening and downloading the episode so far. And I hope to see you end season two
1: yeah because we'll be here
0: if you're not yeah right we're doing this anyway regardless (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much goodbye bye